0: Mindfulness Mode. 90. We are only what we always were. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, do you want to share mindfulness with your children? It can be so much fun for both of you. I have a free ebook I've written called 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Child Every Day for 7 Minutes. Download it at mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways. Enter your name and email and you'll have it in no time. That's mindfulnessmode.com slash 21 ways. You're listening to Mindfulness Weekends with Bruce and we're talking about imagination and mindfulness. Now, imagination is really great to talk about, isn't it? Because as soon as you say the word imagination, what what jumps into your mind? What what do you conjure up? I know for me, I think of children. I think of kids. I think of something like Alice in Wonderland you know, the book by Lewis Carroll. And I think that book is a great book to think about when we talk about mindfulness because there's so much to learn about mindfulness in that book. Imagination, you know, it takes me back to my childhood. And I, even though I have four brothers and two sisters, I felt kind of alone a lot of the time. And I'm not really sure why, I mean, my brothers were off doing other things, I guess. And my sisters weren't born yet when I was a little kid. So I had two older brothers, two younger brothers. And my two older brothers, a lot of times, were out in the barn and they were busy and they were doing things. And I didn't really have that much interest in that. And I think one day my mom said, Well, why don't you go see Frenny? And I'm like, What? What do you mean? and she said oh back by that tree just ride your bike back there and go visit Frenny and just just spend some time there and looking back now i have a whole different perspective on this whole thing i'm like okay so she probably wanted to have a break she probably just wanted to have some downtime or something and she just thought you know how am i going to how am i going to create something interesting that he can go do because I spent a lot of time inside the house because I know the winters were cold and I had this thing that I, if I would go outside in the winter time, I would get sick immediately. I would pick up something and my doctors you know this is just when I was a little little toddler and the doctors said well you know you're gonna have to keep them in and you're gonna have to put them on penicillin and they didn't really know what was wrong but they knew that I was very susceptible and so it wasn't until I was about six or seven years old I received treatment that corrected that problem and it no longer happened and I was able to go outside all I wanted but because I was so used to being kind of pent up inside the house until age seven, then I didn't really go out and do things on the farm that my other brothers did. So here was this imaginary friend, Frenny, And then I just remembered, you know, I would go back there by this tree and I just had this great friendship and it's it's strange when I think about it now because, because I mean, I think later somebody said to me things like, Oh, an imaginary friend or imagine, are you one of those people that had an imaginary friend when you were a kid? As if that meant there was something wrong with you or there was something mentally off or something like this. And so for a long time, I thought that that was a bad thing. You know, that was like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me because I had this imaginary friend. Well, I think that's complete nonsense. Absolutely, totally nonsense. Because now I look back and I think, okay, so I was a typical kid with a vivid imagination. And maybe I didn't always have other kids to play with. We were on the farm. We were kind of separated from other like we didn't have close neighbors or anything like that and so what so I rode my bike and I hung around this tree and I I just had this vivid imagination I still do and when I was creating my anti-bullying presentations I thought you know what write songs that's what grabs the attention of children and adults sometimes too and so I wrote songs I'll put a song at the end of this episode but I wrote all kinds of songs that I thought would get the message across and help that message stick. And of course, it was just my imagination that created those songs. And what a, I think, what a great way to connect with the world to just allow your imagination to just create something. And I I remember going back to a school where I had been there like three years before and the kids, of course, a lot of these students were now in grades 7 and 8 that I had presented to when they were in grade 3, 4, and 5. And they were in grade 7 and 8, but they were like, oh, I still remember that song. I still remember that song, Stand Up and Make Your Mark. Or they would say, oh, I still remember the song about confidence confidence no matter how bad it gets confidence because I really believed you needed to teach kids about confidence because that's that's the root of the problem sometimes with being bullied is just not understanding that we just have to you know take a deep breath and show confidence sometimes a lot of us have that naturally but not all kids do and so I wrote the song about confidence well it really reminded me that, you know, it's important to use our imagination, but I remember sitting there at the piano some days thinking, okay, for instance, I need a song about confidence. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? And it was simply a matter of allowing myself to just kind of go there just to relax. And once I could relax my mind and not put pressure on myself then i'd put my hands on the keyboard and then my my hands would just play something my fingers would play certain notes or certain melodies and you know i'd just experiment with this and that and i thought well you know this is kind of catchy or that kind of has has a sound i like it's different and before long i'd be just thinking about words and thoughts and that that had to do with that topic and once i got started then i would I'd be on a roll and I think, okay, where are we going to go with this? What are some other thoughts? What are three major thoughts? And then some some less important thoughts that I will support the three major thoughts. And so then I would have a song before long. So love writing songs. And it's kind of funny that some of the best songs just seem to almost come randomly. You know, not not necessarily when I was trying to write songs, but just... Or sometimes out of necessity, and this is kind of crazy, but sometimes I'd be driving to my church where I was a music director and I would have a, I would have a children's choir practice coming up and I'd think, okay, it's, it's going to be Christmas soon, you know, in a couple of months. We need some original Christmas songs for kids. And then I'd just be driving and relaxing and just thinking, you know, Christmas, kids. And then I would just hit record on my device. And by the time I arrived at the church, I'd say, hey, kids, I've got a great new song. Hey, do you want to learn a new song? And they'd be all excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Langford, let's learn a new song. And then I'd say, okay, the first part of it, here it is, I'll just hit play. And then I'd hit play, and there would be, you know, some little song about Christmas. And They'd learn the first part of it, and they thought that was great. And I would say sometimes I might even say, well, so what else do you think we should put into the song? I wrote that song on the way over here. What do you think of it? And sometimes they'd say, oh, that's great. Sometimes they'd say, well, you should put something about bells in it or whatever it is. And I would, and then it would be almost like their song. And they'd be super excited, and I thought it was lots of fun. And then we'd have an original song. The Wizard of Oz is a great a great book, a great play, a great movie to think about when we when we think about the topic of mindfulness and imagination as well. And for entrepreneurs it has incredible messages in it. I remember hearing this discussed on another podcast and it is just super. I won't get into a lot of detail here but you know, it's it's just Thinking about imagination and how you can use your imagination to do almost anything, you know, to help other people, to make money, to, I don't know, to do all sorts of things. And if you don't allow your imagination to flourish, don't you sort of feel like somebody has their thumbs down on the top of your head and they're sort of pushing down on you and they're kind of forcing you to fit into a certain Box, you know, it's preventing you from being who you really are. This anonymous quote I found it says, I think the world needs happy people with a high dose of crazy and a quiet conscience. And I kind of think of myself that way. When I was creating my show, I thought, yeah, it's got to be funny, it's got to be interesting, it's got to grab the children's attention. And that's why I decided to be a crazy DJ silly and a little bit a little bit crazy but in a funny fun kind of way but then he can get serious and he can talk about the topic of bullying and we can talk about what really works and what helps if you you're getting picked on and getting bullied and this character Benny DL that I created really resonated with the students and they told me how much they loved the the way I talked and the way I interacted with them. Pablo Picasso said this, he said, everything you can imagine is real. And I guess that's what I did. I imagined that character. I imagined myself out there in front of an audience. I imagined myself sharing the messages about bullying and then later, of course, about mindfulness and how mindfulness can really help you to feel calm and to feel better and to feel more relaxed And like I said, imagination just reminds me of children. And that's why I like this this quote by Arthur Miller. And wait till I tell you, I'll tell you in a minute about Arthur Miller and why I have a quote about it. But here's the quote, a child's spirit is like a child. You can never catch it by running after it. You must stand still and for love, it will soon itself come back. Hmm. The Crucible by Arthur Miller. That's one of his plays that he wrote and the reason I'm thinking about The Crucible today is because my son Ben is going to be acting in The Crucible tonight. Darlene and I are going to go see him perform. He performed last night for the first time. It was it's a, a thir- what is it? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh run. And this is the second play he's been in in high school, and he's in grade nine. And I thought, wow, this is a pretty heavy-duty piece of work that he's performing. in. And I have to admit, I have not read The Crucible yet. I haven't taken the time to. I should have. But he's told me things about it, and this has really impacted Ben. This has really been powerful because this is a very, very serious and deep piece of writing and i think it's really you know helped him grow this year i get the feeling that he's really matured in some of his thoughts and ideas and i mean he's sat through rehearsal after rehearsal after rehearsal and heard the heard the lines heard the the other actors and of course himself being an actor in this it's really impacted him so This is an Arthur Miller quote from The Crucible that I've shared with you. And here's another one. And he said, we are only what we always were. It's that short. We are only what we always were. Hmm. That's interesting, too. I'm really looking forward to watching this play tonight, hearing hearing where this is going because I know this is a very deep piece of work. A couple of other quotes. Here's one, and this one is from Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Imagination is the only weapon in the war against reality. That really speaks to me. Deepak Chopra said this, the best use of imagination is creativity. The worst use of imagination is is anxiety. And this really brings up an important topic because, you know, a lot of times I realize that some of the voices in my head, you know, we've talked about voices in our heads before and we all have them. I'm pretty sure you have them. I'm pretty sure everybody has them. The voice in my head, a lot of times is just me being creative, me creating a story about something. And I'm like, you know something happens you know i i can't find a key for something or whatever and then all of a sudden in my mind i'm creating this really intricate story about where this key might have been and why someone took it or why you know i dropped it and someone picked it up and they ended up you know i'm like oh my gosh like my mind just went crazy with that one little snippet of information and created a story and Sometimes that story is a form of anxiety. And like, we all want to learn how to reduce anxiety. I'm pretty sure. Would you agree with that? Well, I know I can reduce anxiety by being careful about the stories I create and just stopping myself and say, hey, Bruce, okay, stop. (laughs) You know, it's as simple as that. Like for instance, if if I went home from my studio and then i got home and i started preparing dinner and then I, I i thought you know darlene was going to be home at two o'clock and by now it's five thirty, and i'm like well, where is she she hasn't called and there's no note i could very very easily create a story you know something's happened oh my gosh she hasn't phoned and, and you know what what's going on and and i just stopped myself Right there, right then, and I'm like, okay, don't create a story about something that there's no value in creating this story. You know, if you want to pick up the phone and call her, if I want to, you know, phone her friend and say, hey, you know, I think you were she was going to be stopping by. Any idea where Darlene is? More often, I just say, you know what, she'll walk in the door she'll give me a call whatever it's not something for me to worry about because i'm i'm sure she's absolutely fine but do you create stories like that do you cause anxiety in your own mind because of your imagination and your creativity well i think that's a place where we can all help ourselves by putting the brakes on when it's important to you know use your creativity when it helps you But don't use it in times and places where it just simply takes you to a place where you're stressed out and you're causing yourself to be anxious and stressed and uncomfortable. Just take control. So speaking of take control, I believe so much in imagination and encouraging mindfulness in children that I wrote a book about that, which I've mentioned before on my show, but I have this book for you for free if you want it. It's 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Child every day for seven minutes. And I just put really basic things in there that, you know, sometimes I think we overlook some of the most basic things. And if you just think of something as simple as, oh, here's a raisin. Well, what can I do with this raisin? Well, of course, you would eat the raisin. Well, you can actually take time to spend. Looking at the raisin, thinking about the raisin, examining it, smell the raisin, you know, listen. Is the raisin making any sounds? When I squeeze the raisin and then let go, don't squeeze it, is it actually making little sounds? Put it by your ear and find out. And then put the raisin on on your tongue, but don't taste it. Now, this whole raisin idea, this isn't like my own. I saw this one somewhere or heard it somewhere that, you know, this is something you can do w- with mindfulness. You can do this with like almost anything, but a raisin just happens to be a very convenient way to do it because a raisin is is small. It's not very messy. It's inexpensive. I could hand out a raisin to every student in my group if I wanted to, and then just start doing some of these activities. And these would be mindfulness activities And so I put things like this in the book. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. But start doing things like this with your child and just enjoy the time. And I think sometimes we think, oh, I don't have time. I have to spend, you know, a lot of time. I'd have to sit down and have half an hour with my child. And then what about my other children? Well, that's why I called the book 21 Ways to Practice Mindfulness with Your Child Every Day for 7 Minutes. And it could be five minutes, it could be two minutes. But I just thought, you know, seven minutes, you spend seven minutes doing something like that, that can have an impact on your child and make a big difference. And just take seven minutes and do this every day. Set a timer on your phone. Oh, it's time to do our mindfulness thing. And here they are. And so the 21 ways are in the book, but then of course you'll, by that time you're, your creativity will be flowing, and your imagination will be just working and You'll have to think of all kinds of other things that will also be ways for you to be mindful with your child so enjoy these mindfulness ideas, and I'm going to just put a few of the of the songs where I've used my imagination and come up with with different different songs and ideas. I'll, I'll just put them on here at the end. So thanks so much for joining me here on the mindfulness uh, weekends with Bruce Langford. It's awesome to have you here. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it because I really, really do. I enjoy doing the podcast and I think it's a way for me to use my imagination and my creativity and and not feel stifled. I'm able to communicate and learn things from my guests. I'm able to share things with you. And I just hope it's been valuable for you. And if it has been, it would be great if you don't mind just dropping off a little message. Send me an email, Bruce at mindfulnessmode dot com. So anyway, have a great weekend, have a mindful weekend, and use your imagination. What can we do this weekend that would be really fun, really different? really enjoyable maybe it'll involve exercise cuz that can make you feel great but whatever it is just have a fantastic weekend thanks for listening and i'll see you next time on mindfulness mode bye now here's some advice about
1: making a friend this is what other kids Person with interests like you. Be yourself and always be true. Like I said, be honest and be sincere. Integrity is good any time of the year. Try to tell the truth at home and at school. You'll earn respect. Respect is cool. Listen to their troubles when. in the frame Focus on what you can do